welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining in today as we continue the Holy Spirit, His fruit, His guidance, His power. Last time I talked about the Holy Spirit is God's engine indwelling you and I. The Holy Spirit is God's engine. So how do you turn the key? What act of your will does it take to start the engine so you can move forward? So you can move forward by his energy onto the highway of life towards successful, victorious, empowered Christian living. As I stated before, I believe that there are at least two things that are needful. First, you must set your thinking on things above. I talked about Romans chapter 8 verses 5 and 6 and also Colossians chapter 3 verse 2. Now, moving on to the second thing that is needful, I believe it is communion with the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, Paul wrote a benediction to all believers in Corinth. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. So what, what is he trying to tell us? This grace of Christ. Well, the original meaning of the Greek word for grace was the ultimate in beauty. You see, the Greeks enjoyed the pursuit of beauty through philosophy and sports, poetry and drama, sculpture and and architecture. And of course, they they enjoyed the beauty of uh, their land, mountains and streams and coastlines surrounded them with beauty. When the beauty of something gave joy to the, to the I was going to say to the believer, but when the beauty of something gave joy to the viewer or hearer, the Greek said it was full of grace. Eventually, this meaning developed a broader sense to include not only the beauty of things, but also beautiful works, acts, thoughts, eloquence, and even mankind. All could be considered full of grace. Now, second meaning of grace was favor, unmerited favor. Goodwill given out of unconditional, overflowing love with no expectation of reward or payment. And I think we are most familiar with that um, definition of grace. There's a third meaning of grace, which was referred to as a praiseworthy work exhibiting virtues far exceeding the the common, whatever was common. In his benediction, the Apostle Paul, 
He must have felt joy beyond description, knowing the unconditional forgiveness of sins and the many blessings of salvation, full of beauty or grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the ultimate in beauty through his work, his acts, the things that he's done, his thoughts, full of grace, his forgiveness. Oh my God, we could just go on and on about the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Anyway, Paul speaks of, in the same verse, about the love of God. We all know there's several kinds of love, including parental love for children of one's own flesh and blood. We also know the love that longs for and yearns after the opposite sex. Then there's fraternal love, which gives us joy when we fellowship with dear friends. But no human love can by any means be compared to the love of God. God's love is different. Divine love in the Greek language refers to a love that wholly sacrifices itself for the object of its love, realizing the precious value of it. For example, man and woman betrayed God and fell into deep sin resulting in the fall of mankind. You know, we're talking about Adam and Eve back there in Genesis. This led to eternal destruction. In spite of their disobedience, though, God lovingly sacrificed himself on Calvary to save mankind. That's love. Jesus went to Calvary to save a wretch like you and me. That's love. But that's not how the story ends. Cause in three days he rose again. That's love. That's love. Why? Because each individual soul is priceless to him. That is divine love. God is love and his love is true love. He loves the sinners of this world so much that he didn't spare his only son, but made him a sacrifice for our sins. Paul goes on to tell us more. He says, the communion of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit pours all grace, this grace of Jesus Christ and love of God into our spirits through his communion with us. Communion means communicating with or traveling together. It can also means mean, not means, but mean transporting with. So what am I saying? Well, we all know the development of transportation has made the world a global town. Um, through this rapid and convenient transportation, 
people all over the world share what is needed culturally, politically, economically, even um, military and scientific needs. Now, it's not an exaggeration to say that you can measure a civilization by the development of its transportation system. So suppose this global system of transportation was suddenly brought to a standstill. The whole world would be in trouble. Almost every kind of work would be paralyzed. Cities would suffer from hunger and cold as food and fuel supplies would stop. Rural areas and factories would become heaped with decaying farm products and commodities as, because all these marketing channels would be clogged. Transportation is not a dispensable convenience. It's, a, it's necessary to human welfare. Likewise, the communion of the Holy Spirit, daily traveling and constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit is essential for our well-being. It's about traveling with him. It's about going about our day with him. It's about communicating with him, traveling together. It's essential for our spiritual well-being. Now, the second meaning of communion is to do business in partnership. All right, we so we 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 really getting it on now. We traveling with the Holy Spirit, but we're also in partnership with the Holy Spirit. So check out scriptures um Luke chapter 5 verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16, Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, and that's your homework, along with Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10. Those previous scriptures, you got to do that on your own, like I said, as your homework, because I don't have time to go through all those, but we're just going to uh, look at Acts chapter 16. Verses 6 through 10. This shows us that the Apostle Paul worked in partnership with the Holy Spirit. You know, of course, Paul was the Apostle of Apostles. God used him mightily. This particular passage in Acts clearly shows that the Holy Spirit earnestly wants to take part in the work of the gospel as a partner and that he is the initiator of the work, not man or woman, but the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit commands us to do the work of evangelism, and believers are sent forth as workers for the harvest. But the Spirit of God must be our senior partner. From these scriptures, we should learn that we should always seek first the guidance of the Holy Spirit and have an obedient and humble spirit that can be led as easily as sheep are led by a shepherd. Only then can the gospel be preached in, uh, in partnership with the Holy Spirit. So, do you want a closer relationship with the Holy Spirit? First, it begins in your thinking. Remember what I said last time about the rats on board that airplane? Those rats represent uh, the things of the flesh gnawing at us. 
So in order to kill those rats on board of our lives, uh, we have to go higher. We have to go upward to new heights. In other words, we have to set our minds on things that are above Colossians 3, 2. Second, we must be in communion with the Holy Spirit. We got to travel with him. We got to, you know, be in partnership with him so that he can pour in us uh, the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God. And, and, and then um, he, the Holy Spirit, pours all this grace and love into our spirits through his communion with us. So with all that, let's get moving. So you and I can experience more of his supernatural presence and see your life changed. I strongly encourage that if you didn't listen to the previous uh, episodes that I did on this particular topic, go back and check it out. And listen to it all again, meditate on it, pray about it. And I believe you will see God, the Holy Spirit, his fruit, his guidance, his power. If you have enjoyed this episode, give me a thumbs up. Also, Click that notification button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. Until next time, be blessed.